Welcome to Purpose and Profit, the number one podcast for social entrepreneurs. Where we unite meaningful global causes with top digital marketing strategies to create sustainable social change. My name is Andres Martinez. And my name is Cheyenne Martinez. And today's episode is called, What is Your Purpose? Yeah, pretty pretty light chats. Pretty, pretty loaded. Ah, man, where do we start about the purpose, you know? I mean, first of all, like, what is, like, an individual purpose? Or is there even a difference between, like, a collective purpose and individual purpose? I think so, but I think they're all supposed to be going towards the greater good of all. Mm -hmm. So if that is a, you know, a macro purpose, which is to make this planet, this place that we are, a more peaceful, a more loving place, Mm -hmm. then, of course, we all have our individual ways that we're going to go about doing that. Mm -hmm. And those can look very different Mm -hmm. depending on our talents, our skills, our passions, what part of the world we live in, what culture we grew up in, Mm -hmm. all those factors, right? But that's sometimes what makes it really hard because like me and Andres, for example, I've had conversations recently where, you know, we find ourselves wondering, especially in the entrepreneurial world where our dreams are really big, right? Sometimes we tend to have really, really big goals that maybe the average person in our lives, you know, doesn't think is possible or would never even let themselves imagine. But at the same time, being able to put yourself in a position where you're like, what if I was born a part of the world where, you know, I was born in a really tiny village. I never got the opportunity to go to school. I never got the opportunity to become literate. And I was exposed to, you know, immense poverty all the time. And my basic needs weren't even met. And so the, you know, the, I guess, if you want to say size of the dreams would be a lot different because Mm -hmm. your basic needs, you're still struggling to even meet those. Mm -hmm. And it's very humbling to also think, you know, to ask yourself, you know, do I really think that that person's purpose is any less important than mine or than Bill Gates' purpose or Elon Musk's purpose? And I don't know. These are just questions that we find ourselves thinking about purpose, you know, like Mm -hmm. what makes a purpose meaningful mm-hmm. and how much impact is it wider or is it deeper you know there are two different ways you can go about that right, right. it's more people or is it less people but more on an intimate level mm-hmm. like in the case of someone living in a small village for example right so i don't know <laughs> these are questions that i still Ponder. struggle with and, yeah. yeah and rack my brain about yeah they're not small questions um you know, one of the verses that started the conversation for me when it came to purpose was um, Romans 8.28, the one that says, All things help for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So I, I had to ask myself, like, what does it mean to be called according to His purpose, right? So first of all, we have to start with the presupposition that God has a purpose for each person. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. Each person obviously co-creates with God. Becomes a co-creator because God gives us free will to make different choices. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's choices that are like very black and white. But sometimes there's choices that they're both good. 
that they're just both different I, like flavors. That's it. Right, this one's the most difficult. I'm like I could do this and I can do this, and they're both. I love them both. I have multiple interests. Yeah. I have multiple passions, and I just don't know which one I should, you know, go even go, deeper go with into. and go wholeheartedly into that one direction without looking back. Right. Right. Sometimes that's the biggest thing that yeah. holds us back from just being indecisive. Yeah. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, like, to w- like at, at what point do you draw the line, right? So, for example, um, you know, I remember when I was back in college or back in, like, college years when I was even figuring out what college I wanted to go to. I had Seneca College, you know, for those that know that are in Toronto, Seneca College, or I had Centennial College. The question is, where does God want me to go? Or will God bless me on both? Or does he just want me to make a choice? Or is there an actual wiser choice? Well, I believe there's always, or most of the time, a wiser choice for X, Y, Z. But I don't necessarily believe like it's you know, a bad choice when, when it comes to that. And I don't know, for me, like I always tend to, you know, when, when in doubt, I tend to imagine or visualize like God as a loving father that he is. You know, he says that we're, you know, adopted as sons, you know, through the name of Jesus and through the belief in faith. And now it's a matter of, okay, if you were a dad or a mom and you have your son right in front of you and you're like, hey, listen, like, do you want a vanilla cookie or do you want a chocolate cookie? It's like, you're not trying to, you know, you're not giving those two options to try to trick the kid. You're not like thinking like, oh, I hope he, you know, says chocolate, but then he like, I really wanted him to get vanilla or, you know, there's a third option that I'm, you know, hoping that he'll ask for, even though I didn't really mention it. Like, no, not, not, not at all. It's like generally just like, just pick one. Like they're both good. You might like or might not like vanilla, but if you don't try it like a kid, you won't know. And so when I say at what point you draw the line, because you could literally go to the extreme and be like, oh my gosh, what does God want me to eat today? Like a plate of veggies or, you know, a omelet or what does God want me to wear today? This blouse or that blouse, like, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. you, you, and you can really go crazy with this, you know, paradox of choice. Or you can choose to believe that God is in his love is just giving you and blessing you and showering you with different choices and just wants you to make a choice and trust him trust that it will work out trust that whether you choose left or right that he will bless you and he will correct your steps hey if you choose left and for some reason you know things don't work out the bible says that god will make your path straight if you trust god if you do not lean on your own understanding which i think you know, when it comes to finding your purpose, that's one of the keys that, that I've like try to hold on to as much as possible in even times of doubting, times of like struggle, is just just trusting that God will correct your steps. So we shouldn't be afraid to make choices and to fail because sometimes those failures aren't failures. That are really lessons. is the paradox of choice though, right? Because especially in the online world, like mm-hmm. you're listening to this and you are a digital entrepreneur of some type, the options that we have (laughs) Mm -hmm. with the power of the internet, especially in the Western world, where in comparison to the rest of the world's population, we are quite wealthy. Mm -hmm. The options seem limitless. And 
what happens sometimes even when we make a choice we're like yes I think this is the one that you know would make the greatest impact that's close to my heart I think this is in alignment with you know my values and whatnot you start going down that route and then what happens with us in the online world especially or when no one is your boss right no one's looking over your shoulder making sure that you follow through with just that path is we start to start thinking well maybe that other path was actually better as soon as we face some difficulty and we've been through that so many times and I mean even now I still struggle with that where there's parts of this journey where I just don't want to do something Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it and it's I know logically Mm -hmm. that it's something that needs to be done in order to make this purpose this this calling that we want to make happen for the greater good and you can still logically know that and there can still be so much resistance within you because you just feel insecure about doing it you feel weak in doing it you feel like it's just not you mm-hmm. like developing mm-hmm. you know the new self you know, like that's just not part of who I am and your your emotions your mind even your body will fight you so hard not to do it yeah and that is a big challenge because then yeah. your mind goes to maybe I should have chosen the other path Right. And then we get stuck in that in start, like looking back starting and, like, and launching all over again. Right. Like, right. And we've been through that so many times. Oh, totally. Going through one path and then we stop and then we do something else. It gets difficult, then we stop and do something else. Right. And just yeah. pushing wholeheartedly through. And right. And that way if you're in a nine to five job, you're in a place where someone is looking over your shoulder and you have no choice because you're gonna get fired if you don't do <laughs> yeah. it, you tend to do it. Yeah, you tend to just like suck it up. But but in this case, when no one's over your shoulder, it's right. a lot easier to just be like, you know what? I don't think this is actually what I'm supposed to do. I think it's actually this. And we think right. it's going to be a lot easier, a lot smoother. Yeah. And really nothing is easy. Nothing is smooth. Right, right, right. There's always things to push through. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like, being real, those are things we've been struggling right now with. Yeah. A couple of things I just... It's hard to get myself to do it. Yeah. 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 And I think we also assume, uh, you know, making an ass out of pretty much only us, because in this case, I was going to say God specifically, we presume that our purpose and whatever choices involve walking in our purpose is going to be somehow always easy. We just sometimes presume that we're like, well, you know, this is not meant for me because it should be easy. But I think that's the presupposition that we should even like trash altogether. Well, of course, especially right. if you're, especially if your vision is, big. is huge, yeah. right? There's obviously, I mean, there's a reason why most people don't want to make or don't want to do, you know, massive global impact is because it's hard. It's really hard. It is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to face opposition from other people. You're going to face opposition from different cultures, from different political mm-hmm. backgrounds, from different all different kinds of things. And you're going to face a whole lot of opposition from even within your own self, which is probably even the biggest one. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. You, you can logically know, of course this is going to be difficult. Of course it's going to be challenges. But when they come, it's a whole different ballgame mm-hmm. to actually be the one that's like, all right, I'm actually going to push through this. And I understand that if I don't, it's coming more from a place of ego and selfishness because I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to make a mistake. Right. I don't want to be vulnerable. Right. 
But there's really no choice. There's really no <laughs> choice. And sometimes society and the world in general, they try to trick you into thinking, well, your personality type or your kind only is supposed to do blank. And they try to put you in a box when really it's like God tells you that you are, like there's greatness in you, that you can do anything. But it's like going back to your example of like the village, like a poor village somewhere, right? It's like, you know, let's say that it's been a, a village of farmers all their life. And then when the kid is like, hey, my, you know, I have a desire, my purpose I feel is to go out of this, like, you know, village and change the world. And then he's met with, wait a minute, the, you know, let's just, you know, make a, a, a last name, the, you know, Bolt family is a family of farmers, and that's all we'll ever be. And we're not supposed to be, you know, to ever go out, and we're supposed to just stay here, and if you're a Bolt, then you are this. And as soon as you have, like, a really hardcore label like that, you're limiting. You're limiting, and now you're, like, limiting the purposes of God because yes if you have bigger purposes but you have this cage that you've chosen to believe for yourself that says well I'm an introvert and therefore introverts don't do this or I'm an extrovert extroverts don't do this or I'm this I'm that like as soon as you say like I am blank you have to be really careful because you could be caging yourself just literally by thinking that just because you are X or you are this tall or you are right. this background or whatever, right. um, that you are not meant for some reason to do this while God is telling you, like, you can. Like, I created you with yeah. everything you have. Right. I mean, the Bible know? is full of people like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, the majority of the people who led you know, the ancient Hebrews mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. were not people who you would ideally classify as strong, as even necessarily inspiring, mm-hmm. right? Not in the beginning, at least. Mm-hmm. There's people with speech impediments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people that were called to Moses. be, I mean, public speakers. People who were guiding people and inspiring them with their words coming out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? Not exactly the person you think that would do that. Or someone who stutters, right? Or someone who slips over their words all the time. So, I mean, the Bible itself is full of examples like that, of yeah. people that you would never believe would be leaders or the one that would be called to such a, yeah. you know, compassionate or inspiring cause. Mm-hmm. And we see that even in more modern days where I think I was listening to a speech by Simon Sinek. He was talking about leadership, right? And he was saying that Nelson Mandela, according to multiple different standards in different cultures and different societies, Nelson Mandela is one of the only people who multiple cultures, socioeconomic status, all these people, agree was a good leader, right? So you can have other leaders throughout history and people will disagree about their leadership style. Nelson Mandela is the only one across all these different groups of people that they agree he was Mm -hmm. a great leader. Mm -hmm. And him himself was an introvert, which alone a lot of people would assume probably not the person that's going to go lead millions of people into freedom, freedom. right? Into... Get rid of apartheid in South Africa. Not the person that you would necessarily think is going to be someone who has such powerful words and who has such a big vision. Mm -hmm. So just right there, his personality type, you know, it it goes against what a lot of us would perceive as someone who's going to be successful, quote unquote, or impactful. For sure. And he could have seen that or like, you know, heard of that from other people and thought, well, maybe they're right. Maybe because I was born an introvert, 
I am not supposed to do blank. Right, right. I feel my heart instead of my mind because he also had, I think it was an F personality type instead of right. a T. So more in the heart, more yeah. emotions, more in touch with emotions than just logic. Right. Right, so more right-sided, Brain, if you will, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show, obviously, we have lots of leaders in our world that are all different personality types. They're here for a different purpose to lead different people, but yeah, I box myself in all the time for the same reason. We all thinking do. like I'm introverted. We all do. I don't necessarily like to be talking in front of a whole group of people or the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really scary to think that you're going to be judged or criticized in such a public fashion. And mm-hmm. whatever you say is going to be out there forever. Mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with one of my best friends the other day because she also wants to, you know, get into making YouTube videos, but is afraid to put her face out there. And she's afraid to say certain things because people aren't going to agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I told her it really comes down to what's greater, right? The fear of the opposition, the fear of the people who don't agree with you, or the love for the cause that you have in your heart, the greater purpose that you have. And I got to tell myself this every day too. It's easy to tell someone else and it's really hard to even do it yourself. So I got to practice what I preach and tell myself this every single day too. Right. And yeah, the struggle is real. (laughs) The struggle is really real. Yeah. It's definitely real. And that's why it comes back to like, are you purpose driven? You know, and I like that question because if you're purpose driven, then you would understand that there's nothing greater than walking in your purpose and the reason why you were created, you know, allowing yourself to surrender to the will of God, becoming everything that you were created to be, everything you were created to do, every person you were created to impact every cause that you were created to like move forward like if that is the highest thing that you really believe because it's the reason why you're in this earth that's why it's called the purpose then you know leave mother and father like leave you know like all all this old lifestyle all these beliefs old environments old whatever because if you truly believe you know that X cause or X purpose, it's yours, like pre-appointed before you were even born, like by God that you were created for this purpose, for like you could have been born in freaking 1700s, but you weren't. You were born in, right now, talking 2019. Why? Because of a specific purpose. Because your skills, your vision, your personality, your it's exactly designed to operate in this realm in this age, in 2019, like recording this podcast. Why? Because there might be someone that their lives might be touched that changes everything. All right. And so it really takes getting outside of ourselves. It really does. So I feel like, yeah, (laughs) the purpose is the contribution, right? And so sometimes with our purpose, we're asking ourselves, what do I want? Right. What do I want more? And not that that's not valid in some way. Right. There's a time and a place, but... But like you're saying, it's, it's, it's almost... If you believe that it's God-given, if you believe it's predestined, if you believe that it's for the greater good, then that is contribution, and that is outside of you. Right. It's not about what we want, even. It's about what does the world need, and what do it's I needed. feel compelled yeah. to help. Yeah, what do I believe I was sent, you know, to Earth <laughs> to do... Right. And that's where the ego death comes in. Yeah. Right? And so anything that's holding us back through fear, through, 
yeah, now I'm going to be judged. Like, it's all about us. And so it takes a whole lot of strength yeah, to put boldness. your purpose, a.k.a. others, mm-hmm. whoever it is that you're serving, whatever the cause is, ahead of us, yeah. ahead of ourselves. And it's easy to say, it's easy to think. It's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not to that kind of degree. Not to the degree of, you want to say, you know, Jesus, the example of someone who literally sacrificed himself in every way. It's not easy to live that, to mm-hmm. be a sacrifice. To be a living to sacrifice. To live for service. It's a living that sacrifice, is you know. so hard. <laughs> yeah. Romans 12 says, you know, like, present your members as a living sacrifice. As a living, like, a living sacrifice is like you're living, but you're already, like, death. And we were reading that, too, today on Galatians 2.20. It says, like, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In that verse, there's every piece. There's the death of the I have been crucified, there's the acknowledgement that you're still living, but you're not living anymore by sight, but you're living by faith in the Son of God. Why? Because He loved you, and He gave Himself up for you. So it's like, you know, in one single quote, one single verse, you can see how Paul's mindset, how the Holy Spirit, obviously writing that through Paul, you know, how like we are to see life, because that's really when we start living the fullest for service, for others, for the causes, for your purpose, you know? Yep. So, just some interesting questions to raise because these are yeah. things that have been... What is your purpose? Kind of boggling our minds lately, especially on this new journey where social responsibility is a real thing and it's not to be taken lightly. Yeah. And trust me, we're not taking it lightly because the daily struggles of getting ourselves to even get on here and discuss these things is really not easy. Yeah. But we have to practice what we preach, all of us, exactly. to the best of our ability, to the best of our ability at that moment in time. Because obviously it varies from day to day. But in the moment, do, your do the best. best that you can each and every moment. Each and every moment, exactly. And we're always improving, so. Amazing. Yes, we hope that these raise some interesting questions for you as far as your purpose and how you're fighting through those struggles. And yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Have an amazing day. Take care.